fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 What's up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, July 1st, 2015. It's episode 158 of the Hotbox. Uh, Matt, going to talk about some weed-related stuff. Congratulations, Oregon. July 1st, recreational marijuana. There's legal. Now, you can't quite get it yet, but you can have it. So that's uh, really awesome. All right. We got a winner to announce for the Herbbox giveaway. You guys remember... Uh, we talked to Kenya Brantley uh, a couple episodes ago, and he gave us a couple boxes to try out. One was reviewed. You can find that over on StuffStonersLike.com. The other one we're giving away to you. So we had a bunch of great entries. Uh, I'll post a couple of them up on the show notes. I'm not going to read through them all, but just people wanted to put all sorts of great stuff in these from souls to endless, like, bottomless pits of weed. Like, I don't know how they were going to do that, but I like the idea. So, uh, basically what I did, I took all the names, I put them on a little piece of paper, and I cut them up, and I put them into her box, and I reached around in there, and I pulled out a winner, and that winner, his name is Dan F. So, congratulations, Dan. Email info at hotboxpodcast.com, and we'll get that sent out to you. So, all right, without further ado now, we're going to get into our interview. We're going to talk to Nathan Betts. From Canna for Life and the Time Spent Poorly podcast, let's welcome Nathan. How's it going, Nathan? I'm doing great. If I could figure out how technology worked, it'd be even better. It's all right. You are not the only one. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you are, you're uh, from the Time Spent Poorly podcast. You have a Facebook uh, called Free the Choice. Uh, yeah. You're working in a dispensary in Washington where weed is recreationally legal, and unlike Oregon right now, you can actually buy and sell it in shops. Uh, sounds like a great job. What happened? Why are you not at work right now? Well, this is probably the best job that I've ever had come across my family's table, and um, there are five crusty old men who have decided that their morals are better than mine and said that uh, you cannot have your legal state-regulated uh, um, product in our, in our city. And we're having a really hard time um, getting that undone. Um, we are facing textbook tyranny right here in little city Clarkson, Washington. And so this is a city moratorium, basically, but they enacted it without really voting on it? Or, like, how, how did they – you guys open for business. And we have kind of a timeline of articles uh, that we'll link to in the show notes, hotboxpodcast.com, that kind of shows, at least from what a media standpoint is showing, you know, like what, what articles are in the media about this place is getting ready to open – and then it's like, oh, this place opened. And then it's like, oh, this place is no longer open. So, like, how did that all go down? Was there a raid, per se? Or did they just come and say you can't be open, or what? So the exact timeline was uh, June 1st, we got open. Um, June, I believe, June 8th, we heard there was going to be a little bit of trouble in the water. And then before... Um, before that all got uh, said and done, we were open for eight business days. So the Monday, so I guess I guess that would have been Monday, June eighth. We got closed down by a, an injunction that got forced through. 
um, and they actually got a restraining order against us, so we're not even technically supposed to be going into our own store or anything like that. Um, they got a restraining order? That's kind of like... There's did, some sort of restraining order that went with the injunction. I'm not exactly sure what yeah. the restraining order entailed and what it prohibited us from precisely. But I just... I, f- a, I find that a real interesting move. That like That's usually reserved for when people have conflict. It's like, don't come near me because I have this restraining order. And they're like, you can't go near your building because we have a restraint. Like, that is such a weird move. It's like See, desperation. I'm not really sure how it works. But uh, because I've got, I've actually had to go there and pick a couple of things up since then. So something there, all I know is that there was an injunction and that there was a restraining order that went along with it somehow. I'm not exactly sure how that exactly worked, but um, we uh, we did eight business uh, or business for eight days. We raised well over the projected amounts that we thought that we were going to be making. Um, we were, we raised over $60,000 in eight day business days. Um, we raised over $5,000 for city and county taxes in eight business days. If you were to extrapolate that out between two stores opening in the city, which is another thing that we'll have to address here in a moment. There's another store open at the moment doing the exact same thing that we're doing. Um, but, uh, if you were to extrapolate that out times two stores, you're looking in the hundreds of thousands of dollars that our city and county will not be receiving because House Bill 2136 just passed the other day and it restructured the tax structure instead of a 75% tax structure that it was doing, 25% at the grower, 25% at the processor, 25% at the retailer. It wiped that all out to a flat 37% at point of sale. So 37% times this, times that, times everything else comes to somewhere between $800,000 to $1.2 million per year that our county will not be allowed to take part of because if you have a ban in place, your municipality gets nothing. And by nothing, I mean nothing. We get Nothing. You get more than that because you get hassled. You get just sad populace. I mean, what you you mentioned you had great business. Like, what what were some of the people? These were medical patients, or was is this a recreational issue, okay. or is this still medical? So I five hundred two forces um, medical to kind of no longer exist with a Senate bill called 5052. Well, right. But they are still, you can still be open for a certain amount of time. And that's why I was wondering if you guys were 502 or if you were operating just under medical. No, we're, we actually tried. That was the first thing that we tried to do. We tried to become a medical dispensary in our, our, uh, I believe if you go back into some, uh, into some city council, uh, meeting minutes, you can actually find the, uh, the uh, police, police of chief or chief, chief of police, sorry, um, Joel Hastings, I believe he has said on record or he might have said this off record. I can't remember which, but he said, if you try to open a legal marijuana store, you'll be closed down so fast before you can even say we're open. Wow. So I don't know what their deal is with medical, but they just did not want that here. But for some reason, they were OK for a brief moment of time that a 502 recreational store would open. I wonder so if, not a, if they were trying to. Uh, I wonder if they were trying to prevent some sort of like a, 
you can you can take a medical shop and see the kind of patients that are going in there, and clearly, probably the majority of them actually need this as a medicine, uh, epileptics, pain, whatever their case is, and I feel like. By wanting that out of the picture, they're almost like controlling the propaganda, saying that you're not going to be allowed to say we took medicine away from patients because we're not going to let you get that far. Like that That's kind of what it seems like from an outside perspective. And that's exactly – and since that's the way it seems from an outside perspective, um, that's even – it even goes deeper than that. But from your outside perspective, you are exactly correct, sir. That is – that is exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to basically stack the cards into their favor. And if you look into some of the things that have been happening over the last four to six months here, you'll just see a domino effect of just tyrannical decision after tyrannical decision. And I don't use the word tyranny lightly. Um, I actually do mean that in the purest textbook form of the word. Um, this is um, government uh, setting themselves out and setting themselves apart to basically block specific people from something that has been voted upon. It's corruption. It's, it's complete yeah, corruption. It's voted upon. The, um, the, there is a, a city council member that actually resigned, and he is no longer attending city council meetings anymore because of all of this. And to replace his seat, there is also a super huge controversial move to replace the person that uh, you'll actually be able to go into the show notes and watch some of the uh, some of the YouTube videos that we have of this happening in real time, but there is a very pro um, marijuana ban individual that just mysteriously made her way into the interim seat, and I gotta ask you, Matt, how do you think that freaking? Man, I watched those videos and it is it, it's very like back roomy except that it's not because it's it's right there. It's city council and they're like, "We have these two people. One is totally qualified but is logical and will probably be on your side and the other one can be our puppet." So we're going to go ahead and put in our puppet without even letting the rest of the people vote it seemed like. I mean, the one guy abstained. He was like, "I can't I can't be a part of this. And then the yeah. rest of them were all like, buddy, buddy, like, oh, yeah, no problem. And the one guy that abstained in that video is the only um, the only supporter we have on our site. So we have seven council members and a mayor. The mayor is uh, easily in her late 50s, early 60s, whatever her age range is. She's basically wiped her hands completely clean of it and says, you guys do whatever you guys do. And then the five, but you can watch the five just do what they do. This is like freaking it's clicky, Hazard right? It's, here. it's a high school click that you watch them like totally have each other's back in that eerie corrupt way that like they all have something on everyone. And it's like, if I go down, you're coming down with me, you know, it's well, eerie. The last video that I linked to you was the shortest one with the blonde talking, asking specific pointed questions, saying, why are you against, against this? Why, why, why? No one's given an answer. Never got an answer. Not a one. <laughs> and then the one guy that actually does, though, has a very, like, Bruce Wayne-esque story about, well, I my parents died uh, at, at a very young age for me for, due to alcohol, so don't even go there on the alcohol thing with me. I'm like, okay. And that's when the whole entire audience erupted, not out of disrespect, but because 
he just approved four or five months ago a $10,000 tax bill that supports wine tourism in our town. Ooh, ooh. We have one, 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 one freaking winery in our town, sir. Um, by the way, it's not one of those fancy wine wineries where you can go in and enjoy and like taste it or whatever. It's literally a storage locker for wine. There's like a nothing. liquor. It's just a liquor so, store, pretty much. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a freaking place to go uh, store barrels. So you can tell me all you like about how you want to increase uh, wine tourism in this county and think of that it's just a great idea. Oh wait a second, the person that's most staunchly for this is most staunchly against alcohol. Well, maybe I, he doesn't know. Alcohol has to do with marijuana. Does he know I, that that alcohol is in wine? He might not know. I mean, I don't. Honestly, I don't know these he, people. I would bring it up to him at the next meeting and be like, "Sir, we just thought we should tell you that you know alcohol is is in wine, box wine, yeah, and otherwise." This is not grape juice, sir. <laughs> That's insane. So, does he? I don't understand. Like you were saying, I don't understand that jump in logic where alcohol killed my parent like was marijuana the getaway driver or i don't understand where he's making that like does he drink coffee because if you're gonna say drugs killed your family then that's a drug but if you're saying alcohol did it that's not the same as marijuana like alcohol has done a ton of terrible shit that marijuana has never done i mean you cannot that's like saying crack killed my sister so i hate eating broccoli it's like that's not really the same connection it's the same damn thing yeah that's that's insane and that's again we we talked about this a little bit off show but in in a lot of towns like this these people run unopposed and they are completely given like free reign to do whatever they want and as soon as that power is challenged with anything that they don't like like they gang up and shut that shit down and that's you're seeing it classic we saw it in montana with the medical thing tried to get repealed they brought it from 30,000 patients to 3,000 in like the course of a month or two just from changing laws and threatening it's like well we're gonna repeal it totally and then after that they're like okay then they give you their bill and it's like well we can either get rid of it completely or you can have it our way and it's like man that is so shady or yeah but where's the part where the people get what they want that's what i don't understand (laughs) that that part's in canada Yeah, apparently. Um, but the thing is, though, Matt, is that this has been something that we have voted upon and we successfully showed in spades. This is what this particular um, state wants. And seven out of eight precincts voted for it in the city proper. So they are actually going out of their way to put on not a, not just this is not a moratorium, Matt. There was actually two moratorium periods when the first, and I think a lot of cities actually did this, where when it first started, law, yeah. and they put in a moratorium because they're like, well, we can't just have crap popping up all over the place unregulated. Yeah. <laughs> so they put in a moratorium. That's totally fine. I don't have a problem with that. Then they put in a second one and said, at the end of this second one, we will review everything and we'll review everything that we have as far as who's applied, who's compliant, who's got their business license from the state, yada, 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 yada. Oh, by the way, here's this old, 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 decrepit building that will cost you somewhere around $300,000 to make compliant with the state and the handicapped people and, 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 and. So you go ahead and put at least $300 to $350 or $1,000 into this building and we'll think about issuing your um, business license. So they did that. They got 
uh, ADA compliant. They have a nice ramp. They rebuilt the whole place that from it's one of the first um, one of the first uh, hospitals in town. So the building's got historical value to it. And what I think happened, and this is just purely speculation as a citizen. So they had a crappy, old, decrepit building that needed fixed. They saw a way to fix it and then saw a way around fixing it, not having to spend tax dollars on fixing it and getting a chance to ban the thing that they didn't want. So they're like, okay, we'll issue you your business license as soon as you fix up this thing and get compliant and state compliant and do all these things, check on, you know, A to Z, come back to us. So we came back with checklist A to Z, showed it to them. No, we're not going to issue that to you. Screw you guys. We're going to open anyway. And that's exactly what we did. That's amazing. Like, I, I can't think of any other industry that gets bullied around so much by the government and still manages to bring in profit and make money. And, like, that's that's borderline extortion. That's being like, I'm going to give you this thing if you, you know, meet these requirements and then you spend money. You spend money out of pocket to meet all of yeah. these requirements and then they come back and they're like, oh, we already gave it to this other dude or we're not giving or, it at all. Or by the way, we're just not going to do it. Or, yeah. or nah, I don't really like what you said at the last city council meeting. We decided so. we don't like you, so we're actually not going to do that thing we said that you could do if you did right. all of these things which you have done. Thanks for the new building. Right. right. Thanks for the new building and thanks for the very like the heartthrob of the thoroughfare of the downtown, like that is uh, in the center of the center of the center of downtown where they put us. And everybody was pissed off about where they put it. We're like, look, people, this is where we got zoned. Don't be mad at us. Be mad at your, uh, at your planning committee. And then they wanted to, so this is the shady crap that you, that we get, Matt. So the city has a moratorium. The moratorium expires. They issue a second moratorium. They say at the end of this moratorium, which I don't, I think they're going at 90 days at a time. I'm not positive yeah, on that. Three months. Um, at the end of the second moratorium, we'll readdress this and we'll see about getting you guys open. So we do all the jump through all the hoops, jump through all the hoops. And then they're like, okay, so now you're not going to get your city business license. You're not going to get your city business license feedback of $150. I think might have just been $50, somewhere between $50 and $150. They kept that, and then they said, oh, by the way, we're also going to ban the sale within the city limits. So everybody immediately said, well, why don't you just go out to the county? Well, let's let's evaluate that one sentence. Why don't you just go out to the county? Like pick up our $300,000 building that we just – I mean, that's a lot of – We wasted $300,000 plus on a building. Yeah. We just got told that we'd get open if we did this, 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 and this, and then we can't. And then they're like, hey, relocate to the county. Well, here's what happened in the county. They they zoned it on a place called Evans Road. If you're familiar with the place, it's in the middle of freaking nowhere, and there's not a speck of road, infrastructure – telephone line, sewer line, water, power. There's nothing. You're camping. You're basically camping at that point. So it would cost us somewhere between $700,000 and $800,000 to do that route. But where they zoned it, not one single piece of dirt is for sale. Not one piece of property is even available. That's very reminiscent of the marijuana tax stamp move back in the day. Like, we can, uh, you can have it if you get these stamps. I don't know where to get these stamps, but if you find one, good on you. 
good luck and you can have as much as you'd like. Yeah, that's such a shady move when you don't want to come to terms with, like, the reality of the situation. You just make up some complete bullshit thing that you know people aren't going to get around. And if they happen to, then you still say, well, tough shit. You know, like, that's so appalling that a government is running that way still. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we might as well see if Boss Hog is on the line. You know what I mean? Like, it is. Just... Hazard County stuff, right? Like, yeah. we're going to do whatever we want and tough shit for anyone that doesn't like it. Why don't you just move? Like, well, why don't I just go to, to Canada then at that point? Why don't I just move to Western Washington where they're right. – that's not the point. This is my home. I want to do this in my home. And Look, I voted to do it from my home. Right. And so that's that's why I wanted to ask you. It, you guys passed this, so that means there's a large constituent set there that is not happy? Or, like, yeah. what what is what are people doing there? I, I've seen some signs. Uh, okay. I saw a bunch of the protests you guys were doing at the yep. building. And in we a town tried, like that, that makes a difference. People see we that. We tried to do some protesting. We tried to make signs. We've tried to talk to the council members, like, directly. Um, in the show notes, there'll be myself and three other people, I believe, two or three other people that addressed the council specifically this last meeting, which was on June 22nd, I believe, is when that happened. So not not too long ago. And the mayor of the freaking city interrupted my three-minute allotment. Though, by the way, they're allowing us three minutes total per person just because they don't want to sit there and hear it because they're not listening. But we were allotted three minutes apiece, and the mayor interrupted me two times in my three-minute allotment and literally made me lose my train of thought so badly that I accidentally called her the wrong name. So when you go to watch the video and the show notes of me speaking to the council, it looks like I'm being extremely disrespectful. However, I am not. She disrespected me first, and it made me lose train of thought. I called her Kathy instead of Kathleen, and it got ugly for about – 45 seconds and I wasted a good minute of my three minutes just trying to figure out what the hell her real name was. So, and you could tell, like I I watched this video as well and the look on their face, they're like, Oh, this guy again, not this asshole again. Like they're, they're over it and they're not going to change their minds. These are the kind of people to talk two times. Yeah. It was only the second time I've ever spoken, but you could tell like they didn't, they didn't want to be there. You can see them glaze over. Yeah, right yeah. Eyes. It was like, it's like, this is your job, and you're the one causing this. You didn't okay. have to do any of this if you weren't corrupt, but you did, and now we're going to come and tell you why that sucks every moment, every chance that we get. So this is the part that I was waiting for to, to – this is what I want to start blasting from the mountaintops. The last city council meeting, which I wish to God that this had got captured on video, we checked with everybody that was there that night to see if anybody captured it on video. And as far as we can tell, the only place this is going to exist is in the meeting minutes. But I can tell you, I promise you, I have no reason to lie about this. I have no reason to fabricate this or make this up. I will tell you that at a certain point in the city council meeting, two things happened from the same staunch um, anti-pot person. His name is Terry Beatles. He's the leader of the pack. And first off, he opened the meeting by saying, you know, all of you pro-marijuana people, I feel like the city council, I don't know why this issue keeps coming up every single uh, meeting. This is the fourth meeting in a row that this issue's come up. And I kind of feel like the city council is being harassed by all these pro-marijuana uh, supporters. Literally said and wow. used the word harassed. It is your freaking job, sir. 
to listen to us. That is categorically your <laughs> that is categorically your job description. Listen to constituents and fulfill their votes. And find funds and allocate funds. Find funds and allocate funds. That's your job. Listen to people, allocate funds, and you're being harassed. Screw you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's appalling. That's like I hate people and I'm I'm no good at math. I think I'm going to go to have a city council seat and then I'm going to do those things that I hate. Yeah. Uh, you can I, tell I, it was never a problem up until recently when all these damn hippies all of a sudden start paying attention to politics and are oh. realizing that all of these boss hog fat cats have been completely just corrupting their counties to the point where some of them have gone bankrupt. I'm sure some of them have even worse moral and ethical issues than bankruptcy. It's oh, crazy. To that point, sir... Um, they're getting so corrupt that a a supposed group of disenfranchised and burned out um, pieces of crap, whatever they want to label us as, um, have risen up. Uh, so, okay, how let me put it this way: How corrupt does a county have to become for the stoners of the community to rise up and be like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, hey, come on now!" Yeah, like, it takes a lot of prodding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of tyranny to put up with when that's the loudest group that you've got on your side. But I want to, I want to bring up the other thing that I want to start shouting from the rooftops as soon as possible. This is, um, we actually do have on video him saying that he feels harassed. Someone has it somewhere, but this portion that I'm about to say doesn't exist anywhere, but in the meeting minutes at a certain point, he, um, he said, you know, I want to, I want to address, um, some of the things that um, that have been happening over the few, last few weeks. And I just want to uh, bring to light something that I actually thought of. And he said, do you realize that sometimes the voters don't always get it right? Um, and and he, he goes on to say, and I, I, I laugh as I say it because it sounds so ludicrous, but it happened. So ludicrous. But he said, in the South, do you realize that the voters – voted in slavery and it took 150 years to get rid of that so we just want to make sure that we stay on the right side of history is basically what he came out and said wow by the way 30 second history lesson for everybody we didn't vote slavery in it was so commonplace and such a non-issue that congress just as on a whim just wrote it in and it took a dude named abraham lincoln to be like you know that's probably not good for a country that represents freedom to have this written into their constitution and that's where the emancipation proclamation came from and the voters guess what voted it out they didn't <laughs> vote it in but we did vote it out so categorically untrue and you and know where the the corruption in those small governments lied there they had their slaves they were fighting that even after the war like you as as an african-american from what i understand you did not want to go into the south even after slaves were all free and that's kind of what you're seeing in these counties where it's still whatever mentality they wanted f everything else if it shifts to this more progressive mind state we're still gonna you know do our thing back here yeah yeah it's becoming um they're basically they've been doing this with their with their hand and they're they're playing it really close mm -hmm. to their best and then all of a sudden this last city council meeting they just went yeah they get quick little show and we're like oh my god 
we took the red pill and we had no idea how far this rabbit trail was going to go, but it goes a lot farther than we thought. And this is literally, Matt, this is no longer about pot anymore, dude. This is, this is about, I have no idea what it's even about anymore, but it's about something else. It's government uh, corruption. I mean, if anything. It's government corruption. It's tyranny. It's our, our civil liberties are being stomped on. As far as I understand what 502 stands for is you're supposed to get easy, accessible medicine alternative. That's my understanding of what the intent of 502 was. They wanted to roll uh, the medical in with the re recreational, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's what has happened. Um, me personally, I think 5052 should have never been a part of it. I think they should have left them separate. That's a completely different talk for a completely different time. <laughs> this is what it is, and this is what we are facing now in the in the uh, sit, um, not the city, the the state of Washington, and and you just can't just have one without the other. Just yeah. to tell you, I, I've always thought that too. Like you can have both and you can have yeah. a medical side that is held to a higher set of standards and you have a recreational side that can have those standards if they want. The market will sort that out. But you could also have a little bit of tax from the recreational go to support a bunch of medical research. Like they could both help each other. The, the good stuff that comes out of the medical research eventually makes its way into the recreational market so we can all enjoy these breakthroughs. But yeah, I, I, I understand for the sake of the ease of the experiment that these Colorado and, and, and Washington and now Oregon are participating in, it's easier to have one, right? You don't want to have it all spread out and you want the liquor board to not get all confused and have their yeah. hands in medical stuff and just deal with this like it's a fun party drug and that's fine. That's the easy way, which is whatever. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Like there should be your medical patients, if you're using this for cancer, for epilepsy, for anything like that, it should, without a doubt, be held to a stricter standard. I mean, you don't want bugs or uh, contaminants, anything like that, in your medical yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's and you did ask me at the beginning of the show, and I kind of, I didn't quite answer it correctly um, before we got off onto another subject, but um, I would say in the eight days that I was open, I helped – um, and we were open from 11 till uh, 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. And we were all running on a volunteer basis. So we only had about four or five of us. So we were there all freaking day. So I can tell you exactly what happened in that store for all eight days being open. But I can tell you in my um, experience being there that we served over 75 percent medical people. And there was people there that just wanted to relax and enjoy their dabs or enjoy their whatever we had um, for recreational, which is totally fine. If you want to go up river and you stop by the store and grab a six pack, cool, more power to you. Have a good time, drink that responsibly and enjoy yourself. Me personally, if I'm headed up river, I would like to have a place where I can go stop by and grab a joint or two because that's really convenient for me. Yep. So I don't see a difference between the two of them anymore. I, I haven't really drink I haven't drank actively since I was like 28 or so is when I kind of stopped drinking. I'll have a drink here now and then, but I honestly, sir, can't handle the hangovers anymore. I'm getting too old for that shit. Yeah, it's a completely like, I mean, the, the two substances are completely opposite as far as yeah. mental, physical, physiological, like all of that. It's. The, the one is a very dirty, divisive, fighty, like, it, it's a negative yeah. high. The other, yeah. weed is such a positive high in comparison. Like, it's it's night and day. It's insane how 
and they just like, oh, that that that's fine. You can you can drink and and be be fine in every state yeah. unless you're a dry county. You're not in a dry county, are you? I would expect you to be because of how his stance on alcohol is. You would think, but there is a bar. Interesting. There is on the exact same street that the city council is located on. Three more blocks down, there's a uh, sports bar. And that's fine? He's not oh, picketing yeah. out there, shutting them down because alcohol yeah. killed his parents? Not picketing, no. But you would think that he would be because he's got like a Batman-esque. Yeah. And a Batman-esque, I mean like a Bruce Wayne-esque vendetta against alcohol. You can tell the way he talks about it. He's like, when I was young and I lost my parents when I was young, and I'm like, yeah, what's your name, Bruce, or is your name Terry? Yeah, I'm very sure I saw that movie. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, I know this origin story. Wow, Um, that is... And that highlights, like, the hypocrisy and the fact that they don't even care enough to try and hide their own hypocrisy. They're just, like, out in the open with it. Now, and the thing that I have, or the biggest problem that I have with that is that if you're staunchly against something, you better freaking be damn sure that you know exactly the ins, the outs, and all of the benefits, pros, cons, and everything about whatever subject that you're um, trying to say that you're coming out against. And that's just my personal beliefs, and that's my personal, that's how I deal with things. So I hold my city officials to a kind of high standard, I guess. But I can tell you that there was one city official that came in to see how our shop operated, and that was the one person that's on our side. Everyone else just wanted to uh, throw rocks from afar. They didn't even give the time to go and do the due diligence of inspecting and seeing where did... Where did all that money go that you spent? Like, you got yeah. the building up. Like, they didn't even take the time, which completely validates the fact that they have no interest in what yeah. the people wanted yeah. or in moving this, this industry forward and gaining all the benefits from it. Like, they don't, they don't care. Well, as a public servant and your only job offer is to listen to your constituents and find funds and allocate them, um, we're offering – Nothing but funds. Hey, hey, over here. Hey, yeah. city council members. We have eight hundred to one point two million dollars per year for you to just go use and make our city look nice. Yeah. We don't care what you do with it. It's just there for you to find a project for and allocate the funds to. By the way, textbook definition of what your job is. So build a I don't school. What the problem is. <laughs> Build a school, buy some textbooks. I mean, yeah. there's unlimited potential with what you could do with that money if you embraced it. Well, the one thing that we found out, um, and I don't think that just the way that the tax structure is structured, that the, this fund can actually be used for this, unfortunately. But when we were open, we did find out that the the high school, which is only about eight city blocks away from where we were located at the time. Um, we found out that the high school roof is horribly leaking and there's no funds to fix it. And of course so we've not. That for a long time. There's barely funds to pay the teachers to be in the school to babysit your kids. Like there's yeah. the education system could benefit greatly from all of this, this excess. I hope, I hope they take every freaking dime of this and put it right back into reeducating people and, and doing whatever is good for uh, uh, for a better Washington and a better future and a better United States as a whole. Um, you know, we're a pretty influential state over here on the West Coast. A lot of people look to us for, hey, what is Seattle doing? Hey, what's Olympia doing? Hey, what's, you know, 
what's the, what are they doing in the Northwest? Well, a lot of people instantly associate the Northwest with Seattle and Olympia and Oregon. So whenever they say, Hey, what's Washington doing? Well, we'll have to slice ourselves off of that and say, well, our big sister's doing good. Our big brother's doing good over there, but we're effed over here. It's, so. it's almost like you're too close to Idaho and that Idaho zero tolerance mentality. Like I always loathe driving through Idaho when I have to go back home to Montana, being a weed refugee in Washington. My home is in Montana. And to get there, you got to cross through this little dick length section of Idaho. And man, yes, people yes. there are so nice. The laws there are not, and it, yeah. it appalls me every time that I'm just like, how can you be so off from, like, what everybody else is doing? You're in this and, little pocket of just ignorance. And you're you're in a pocket of such beautiful ignorance. Too. I know! I love Idaho. I've snowmobiled in... Flowers Fair area, so pretty over there. Bighorn Mountains? Just, oh, man. Sucks. Yeah. It's... It'll change. It's going to take a while, though. And that's that was the other thing that interested me about this is that I assume being here in in uh, Western Washington that like whoever wanted weed shops set up got them, and then you were like, oh, I got a job in this thing. Oh, except that they just closed it down. So it, it is interesting to see the the dichotomy of sorts of one side of Washington being completely fine and making a ton of money and putting it back into their communities and everything, and then this other side that is like completely still fighting against it. But you're in the same state, and like that and, that and, people need yeah, to know well, that. And it's a really weird dichotomy also to watch because we're fighting against something that's been three years one. So yeah. it's hard to rally troops around something. To just go and beat a dead horse. Yeah. Like, Everyone's hey, like, we already did that. Hold, yeah. hold on. Hey, you guys didn't get the memo? Why? <laughs> it's amazing. You were, We sent the memo to everybody in Washington. I'm sorry your county didn't have their computer on at the yeah. time. Well, Must have missed, missed it. <laughs> we, we missed it because we were busy. We were too busy uh, making sure that we remained as absolute backwood as possible. Um, there is one council member I'll name by name on here. His name's Brian Colstead, who's been nothing but awesome for us. If we had four more of him on council, we would not be in this predicament. But we uh, only have one of him out of uh, seven, in, and then the mayor. So um, in an election year, um, we have um, four city council members going up for re-election this year, and they've all ran unopposed for several years. And guess who's not running unopposed on any single four of those seats this year? Oh, interesting. The mayor has ran unopposed for the last two elections, I believe. That's just a guess, but I want to say it was the last two elections unopposed. She's got an opponent now. Oh, good. So should we nominate you for mayor or do you just want a council seat? What What are you shooting for? See, the thing is, is they only make like 600 bucks a month, and it's a lot of pain in the ass for a lot of nothing. So um, That's awesome. I would take it if I gave that much of a crap, but I just want to get political enough to make them uncomfortable, make them realize the error of their ways, get the error of their ways removed from them, get new people in office, and then 
cross my fingers that it doesn't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, you're like me. You just want to work in the industry and live a happy, comfortable life doing it. Like, I, I moved eight hours away to be able to do that. And you're going to city council meetings to be able to do yeah. that. Two things yeah. we never would have expected each other to be doing. Like, come oh, on. <laughs> I would never have thought if I was to put a trajectory on my life and said, okay, when you're 33 years old, you're going to make the best decision of your life that turns out to be the worst decision of your life because of five a-holes and you're going to become a political activist because of said a-holes to remove said a-holes and you i would have looked at that person and said ha! you're high <laughs> get out of here <laughs> yeah yeah right in 33 years you will be standing in front of some city council members arguing over the semantics of Catherine, kathleen kathy and carol yeah. Whatever the hell your name is. So, like, who would have guessed? There's no way. There's no way. When, how, why that would have ever came about, but I have made the right choices to put me into this boat. And one thing that I can tell you is that once I sink my teeth into something, I turn into a pit bull and just start shaking until crap starts flying off of it. So... (laughs) We'll see what ends up flying off of it. Uh, we'll see if I end up breaking my own jaw for it. I hope I don't have to cut off my own nose to spite my face, that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> what's but, the call to action? Like, what are you guys, what's the next step in fighting this? Like, where where are you guys at right now, currently? All I can say is where I personally am at currently, and I got a couple of people that I have bounced this off of, and they 100% agree with me. One of them happened to be a uh, an attorney, and one of them happened to be just somebody that I like to bounce ideas off of. And they all agree that this is probably the best idea. So June 22nd city council meeting, in, which has videos in the show notes from, um, we all are hammering on the pro, pro, pro cannabis, cannabis, cannabis drum. This is why we think it's good. 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 We've been hammering on the pro medical marijuana drum for three or four council meetings now the last one proved that they will just gloss over when marijuana even comes up so the new tactic from me is to take it to the civil liberties um, arena and get people that don't even give two craps about marijuana involved about how corrupt their government is you're gonna bring al sharpton to washington over there and you're gonna shut some shit down Whoever <laughs> needs to come to Washington, I will bring the Al Sharpton <coughs> to Washington. I'll call Governor Inslee myself if I have to. My next move, honestly, is to get people involved that wouldn't have been involved prior, which is just tell people, hey, we have a corrupt city government and this is why. Um, and then the next move, someone suggested that I should call, get a hold of via Twitter get a hold of Snoop Dogg, get a hold of Willie Nelson, get a hold of uh, everybody, everybody pro, Doug Benson, and just start tweeting the crap out of him and say, hey, this is what's happening in Washington. This is illegal. This is what's happening. So I believe that at some point during this uh, during this week, at Nathan L. Betts on Twitter will be hitting up at Doug Benson and at Snoop Dogg and at whoever the hell else. That's good, though, because those this are the kind of people – out. Those are the kind of people that can bring the kind of attention that these corrupt 
city council members don't really want. I mean, that is a headline that basically writes itself. Everyone thinks like everything's a-okay with weed in Washington, except for this little town. And how many times has that multiplied? Like, how many other little towns are there that this is happening in? And it's not just like you said, the weed thing. This is a whole... If they're going to overturn that because they disagree with you, what's stopping them from overturning something else that, you know... Or imposing something else we don't want. Exactly. If they're not willing to respect the, the voters... Were, like then what do they respect? You know, that's what their job is. They should be fired. With him telling us that he feels harassed and then him bringing up the whole slavery thing, he might as well have said, he, he should have just said, your vote doesn't count for squat. We know best. We have the morals. We have all the morals and you have none of them. So let us just do what it is what we do best, which is, rule from our bench like we have from 1995 and we're just going to keep on bulldozing the things that we don't like bulldoze 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 and that's just the thing is that you can't do that without finding the nathan betts and the matt lees of the world and uh whoever else is for us we got kelly jackson and julie jackson and matt plemons and another person that's got to remain un- um, unnamed for at this time but you know we've got people that are Real lives are being affected by real actual city officials. That's the biggest problem. I am unable to to uh, plan for my next chapter of my life, which is very, very largely unwritten. I've, I've just found out that you and I are in the same boat, got surprises on the way, the both of us. I've got a surprise in December. Sounds like your surprise That's right. is January. January. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> God, I hope I didn't just... <laughs> no, no, no. No, you're good. You're totally good. Not at all. But yeah, like, I have a job in the... Yeah, no, it's all good. But I can understand that. Like, I have a job in this cannabis industry, and with, with a child on the way, as you do, like, if you can't work, how are you going to do that? Like, you have to have a job. And if that city council is preventing you from doing that, like, they're basically preventing you from what America was founded on if you buy into the whole American dream and the pursuit yeah. of life, liberty, and happiness. Like, they are completely getting in the way of that. For I'm why? Allowed, yeah, I'm For not allowed some to Bruce pursue Wayne any vendetta. one of those three things. No. Any one of those three things have been removed from me. They're about to be removed from the other guy that's open right now, which we can talk about here in just a second. Um, they've removed it from uh, Kelly, they've removed it from Julie, and they've removed it from my manager. Like, there's just, there's we can't continue our like our lives have been completely turned upside down, interrupted. I, ask any one of our wives how they feel about what's oh, going I'm on. Oh, I'm sure right. they are thrilled. I oh, could imagine. God. You would have a heyday if my wife had the actual balls to talk in front of people like I do. She I was going to say they should be stuck oh, on God. the council and let them yell at them for some minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I can tell you one thing is that you get a pissed off mama going on on something, you will you will get results. I will tell you that right now. So I, I don't honestly know what the right answer is. I can just tell you what's happening to me and I can tell you what I want to do next. And what I want to do next is tell everybody that will listen to me that we have some ass backwards people here running the show here. And I have no idea um, why or how it's gotten to this level. I do know that the leader of the pack um, was appointed to his position in 1995 and has ran unopposed almost this entire time for the last 20 years. Well, there you go. It's either choosing the lesser of two evils 
over and over again times, you know, a hundred years. And eventually you get evil. I mean, you keep doing that. Or you have this situation where there is no other choice and you're just stuck with the evil that you were blessed with back in the days somehow like that's not a mickey mouse or something yeah yeah i'm writing in like not your name you know like where are these people coming from and the fact that like this is what the voters wanted and for no better reason than that you hate this other substance that's not even this one that you're preventing people you're not trying to work at the liquor store right you're trying to like that yeah that people need to know for sure because i i can't get over the fact that there's no gain for them there's no, no negative I, for I, them they're not like going to be hit with pot in the face or like there's no negative side to that except that they don't want to they want to be right it's what is the reason this point, it's a matter of pride they said so so it will be and whether or not they have to that's break- not democracy that's game of thrones like i'm gonna just cut your freaking head off then if you don't like what i'm doing yeah. that's so, not america game of thrones 980 or yeah 900 to 1000 1180 or so it is take- right yeah so let's just go ahead and roll back the clocks not to you know, sometime in the distant past or the, the recent past, let's go way back and say, okay, well, this is how things have always gone. It is like you can go back and, so, and see all kinds of representations in our entertainment and in our history. Oh, yeah. And the second it happens, people realize it. Sometimes it takes a minute. And that's fine. Yeah. We yeah. got a lot of things going on. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it takes a bit. But then they do. And then the word gets out. And now with the internet, the word gets out a lot quicker. And pretty soon they're like, oh, well, that thing we were being dicks about, like, we're not sorry, but we're not going to be dicks about it anymore. And it's like, oh, what made you change your mind? Was it the 100,000 phone calls you received in the last day? Or, like, like what, what happened? Did you realize? So, <laughs> I can also tell you one thing that I haven't told you yet is that there is a Facebook uh, page called Free the Choice that exists because... We had a business page called Canner for Life on Facebook that just – I won't point any fingers or make any assumptions other than to say one day I woke up and it was just mysteriously gone. And mm-hmm. I got a note from Facebook that I had been basically put in Facebook jail and told, here's how you go about going on Facebook without getting yourself in trouble. I basically got a um, – a uh, what do you call that? Uh, um, training. I basically got sensitivity training from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook page just oh, was removed, man. and then there's a link that they said here if you want to learn how to not get shut down in the future. And I read through it, and there's probably eight different pages. And I took a screenshot of a couple of them, and it was literally a sensitivity training put on by Facebook. Wow, that's phenomenal. And I mean, that just like you struck a nerve with somebody. Yeah. You're, and that that's a it's a good example of why you should own your platform and I mean I, you know this but like all these social networks you don't own that stuff you you use really? it you're the product and you don't own it and if somebody or enough people like uh, they don't like what you're doing they will get it removed and all that content is gone like you don't yeah. own oh. that so you oh, have yeah, to own only, your platform like 60 to 80 hours worth of my time just 
gone. Oh yeah, you have, only in have to own that stuff, especially yeah. in this kind of business, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's shady stuff going on. People are gonna be shady about it, so you mm-hmm. definitely gotta yeah. make sure that stuff. And I mean, for anyone else that's like you know, the, Facebook is a really great, great platform for that until it's not, and it gets shut down, and then you're like. Huh, now I have no voice. So thousand. You- I had 1,000 people following that page that I could give updates to. And that was once we got shut down, that was my only modality of reporting to the people that cared about what happened to us. Um, and then that was removed. So I saw trouble in the water and, and made um, free the choice. And I set it up on purpose as like a community support page. Nice. So if they want to try and get that one shut down, that will be some civil liberties getting stomped on. And I understand that Facebook is privately owned and there's no such thing as the first amendment on Facebook, but still you got to understand that that's exactly what happened. If free the choice mysteriously goes away one day, we'll know why we'll know exactly why. Because it happened once and it will happen again, possibly. So, And that's why you need a website set up that all of this stuff is on also. And then you can I'm say, well. Or something like that, yeah. you know, something like that. And so, that's kind yeah. of what we've always done is use the social networks as a way to talk to the, the people, to interact with friends and people. And then you own all of the content on your server. And then you just kind of duplicate stuff out to all the different networks. And if, if one goes down, it's still on the other three or whatever. And sure. it sucks. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass and it's very tough. I'm consuming, but that's how you got to do it if if you want to be yeah. legit at it, you know? Yeah. Well, and it took what – so as um, as assistant manager, uh, updating the social media was also one of my um, job duties. So I was assistant manager slash media director. So I can tell you that it took me about an hour to two hours a night while I was actually in business to keep up with the Facebook page. Now that I'm not in business – and trying to get my job back, I'm not kidding you. It takes somewhere between six and seven hours a day to keep Facebook updated and people aware of what's going on and just searching for things and content and put things to have people read, finding good articles that are science-based and fact-checked, all that good stuff. It's building the audience. It, you have to build yeah, it up and then you can reach out. into a full-time gig right, right now, which I'm lucky to have the time because – Oh, by the way, I'm also on unemployment right now. Forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show. But yeah. So rather rather than like giving to the community, you're actually having to pull a little out of the community just to survive by no fault of your own. Just by, be- no, just by making a choice. I made a job decision based on what was what information was given to me, and based off of that one single solitary choice. I've had to take away from my community by going on to unemployment because of this issue. I've had to um, be forced into an embarrassing situation where I have to tell people, hey, in my 16-year working career, I'm now for the first time ever on unemployment for the weirdest reason that I can possibly imagine. Like if you were to tell me when I first entered the workforce that, hey, someday you're going to eventually end up on unemployment for the weirdest reason and you'll never understand or figure out why, yeah, you would never believe it. You would, Honestly, you would never believe this as a reason for me being on unemployment. And I have a big problem with that because I don't like being an, an unemployed piece of crap. I don't like it. I don't like waking up every morning and looking for jobs that um, – I know I won't get because 
I'm in the middle of a battle trying to get the job I do have back. It is the worst looking for a job, especially when you had one in an industry that you're passionate about. Clearly, you are passionate about this plant and what it can do for people. Yeah, that is the worst. I I hate looking for a job. My dream, (laughs) this is what I will say about that. My dream job, the job that I never knew was the best fit for me until it was an actual option to me, because I would have never considered this as a choice until it was a choice. But. Basically, something that I was kind of cut out for and designed to do. I'm very, very good at this job. It's ridiculous how good I am at this job. So basically, my dream job was stripped from me because five people don't agree with it. I couldn't. I, I'm in the same boat, not having it stripped. But like, if somebody tomorrow came up to me and was like, "Oh, you can't do this anymore." Like, I can't even begin to think about how furious I would be. Like, it took me 34 years to get where I am and do something that, when I was in high school, wasn't even a thing. Like, there were no counselors being like, or, because you smoke weed all the time, you could go research this plant. That wasn't even a thing. It was like, if you smoke weed, you're going to jail, first of all. It's like, now look at this. Labeled as a pile of crap. Yeah, second class citizenry. That, like, we dealt with all that, and... That's the other thing that amazes me about this. Is there's few other things in the world that have such detrimental effects to your social status as far as like going through the system, getting in trouble, and having all of that and all of the propaganda negative about it that people yeah. still did and still functioned on a daily basis and still embraced, like even in the face of all of that nonsense. Like you don't see that in very many things these days or any days, it seems like. Not like really. People were so into it that you were willing to give that up. To yeah, well, I so I can tell you that I was uh, I was employed by the same employer for 13 years, and I quietly, very very privately, enjoyed it recreationally since 2009. And we had a policy at our job where if you uh, had some sort of suspicious um, activity on your Facebook or somebody suspected that you were doing it then you could get uh, drug tested for it. So I played my cards very close to my vest, and only my closest of closest of closest friends knew that I did it. So when I actually went in, and so since I've been doing it for six years, and I finally went in and resigned and told them why, they were so sideswiped because they had no idea. (laughs) But since 2009, I have been a regular user, and then in 2000. 14, I injured my shoulder and actually used it to rehabilitate my shoulder, used it for the pain of my shoulder to get through uh, rehabilitating that. But I, you know, I've moved from one house to a bigger house. I've paid off cars. I've got a paid for camper. I'm like, I've got all of these things and I don't say any of that to brag whatsoever. I say all of that saying to say, I've been an active, pretty regular, moderate to heavy user for the last six years. And pretty much shattered every single stereotype a pot smoker could ever have on themselves. But since I went and I made the news and I made the newspaper and then in turn received a bunch of questions and weird, you know, text messages and whatnot, I ended up putting a whole thing out on my Facebook page saying, Hey, I've been up to some mysterious things that I haven't really been talking about. Here's the deal. If you disagree with me, go ahead and delete me now. I don't care, but I've been forced into taking a stand that I shouldn't have had to be as public and outspoken about. And now 
Um, I couldn't be prouder of my choice and I couldn't be prouder of my stand and I'm 100% glad that I'm doing it because there are other people that are exactly like me, just like me, that don't have the opportunity or the, even the option to be outspoken about it. So I want to be that person for all those people that can, that can't. I couldn't either until I could. And now that I can, I will not shut up about it. I refuse to shut up about it. I will tell everybody that will listen to me about it. Um, but I will not tell anybody about it until I'm asked about it. I don't want to be that person that's just blah, blah, blah all the time. So right. you want to know about it? Ask me about it. And you're going to get about an hour's worth of info off of me. But, I, you know, I will stand up for what's right and for those that can't or won't or are unable to. I've got so many people hitting me up on Facebook. Please don't say my name. You, I, I support you secretly 100%. But my job, my family, my church, my this, my that. So I'm getting – Every single day, someone saying, thank you for being the voice that I can't have. That's awesome. That definitely makes it worth it. I mean, you don't realize how many yeah. people were closet smokers until it became a, an issue. And now, yeah, I, I definitely see that, that. You probably get all, all sorts of messages that people want to support, but they can't. They can't yeah. put that on the line. And, like, I've kind of – I've turned down jobs that I probably shouldn't have because they wanted a drug test. And I just – I couldn't, like, my mom thought that was stupid. My brother, like, people are like, why aren't you? It's like, I can't. I will not work at a place that wants to do that. Like, it's stupid, and it's probably hurt me. But in the in the end, like, I'm right where I want to be. So it's definitely yeah. worked out. But I feel for the people that are already in that situation and can't make that pivot, you know? Like, and they're the ones you're hearing from and that I hear from. And they're like, you know... Here's here's a little money to support the show or to help pay for a microphone or you know something like that. I can't help you any other way because of my situation, but it, it's really interesting to see. I've had a I've had somebody make me a, a brand new sign because we just had some handwritten signs that says "closed by your city council." Somebody actually took the time to hand make that out of markers. That doesn't look like it, but that is made out of handmade out of markers. She said it took her like eight hours. I was like, "Good God, woman! Thank you so much." She's like, "Well, that's all I can really do." Yeah. I was like, "Thank you so much." She's like, "Yeah, I got another one that I would like for you to put on the other side of the building too." I'm like, "Good God, awesome!" So there's so many people that come to me and say, you know, I, I just between you and me, I support you 100%, but I'm a union worker, I'm a teacher, or I'm a this, or I'm a that, or my, my church, or my family, and they're just, they're pushing me, saying, you know, keep doing what you're doing, what you're doing is so important, and the thing is, is that I, I can be those that person for those people, but what I can't do is help them in their situation, and that breaks my heart, because there's so many people that come to me that say, I support what you're doing. I use it myself for X, Y, Z, but I, I can't do I, I I can't do it all the time. Or I I used to use, but now because of my new job, I can't do it anymore, and I'm forced back onto these narcotics that's killing my liver and all the. So we've got all of these people that are coming to us and saying, God, we just all we want is our alternatives to narcotics. All we want is our alternative to these harmful medications for seizures, or all we want is this, or all we want is that, and. It breaks my heart because there's nothing I can do for them. There's nothing I can do about it except for keep on doing what I'm doing, things like this and blabbing from the mountaintop saying, hey, this is wrong. This is all American tyranny over here, over here. That's all I can do at this point. And it frustrates me to no end that that's all I can do, but at least I can do that. Definitely get the word out. And it's yeah, we've seen this a lot with the synthetic stuff that people – 
choose that because they get drug tested. And that mm-hmm. has way more negative detrimental effects to your health and people die from it. And hospital visits have tripled in the last year uh, because of these synthetic substances. And it's, they're not all bad. Some RCs are, are there and they're useful, but you've got to be careful with those. And when people switch because of a law to a substance that is more dangerous than the one they could have been doing, like that law is effed, you guys. <laughs> it's or insane. they go back to the thing that's dangerous. Yeah. That it, that's the thing that I cannot figure out. So we have pharmaceuticals in this country and everybody wants to just shove those down our throat willy-nilly unequivocally just here more 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 have as many as you want but look what it's done though paint like everyone's addicted to opiates and in some towns it is out of control oh my god yes their teeth are going their livers are going their pancreases are getting affected their kidneys are shutting down there's all kinds of terrible things that are all related to hydrocodones or oxycontin or any of those it's interesting if you look at a way like if i was a government and i wanted to turn my populace into a bunch of like obeying junkies how would i do that it's like oh i would fund this massive pharmaceutical industry to and not all of it's going to be what i need it to do to these people we're going to have some good stuff that helps with headaches and this and that but man we're going to have a giant section of it that is just making zombies and that's you see these people and i used to be one of them like it is so insane what that shit does to you for extended periods of time two weeks for mouth surgery it's awful. I hated it. I hated every second of it. But the alternative is much safer, much better. And you see it in places like where you're living that it's, no, come have a drink, even though I hate that. And then wash these pills no. down with it, even though that's going to yeah. kill you. But don't smoke this weed. Yeah, don't smoke the weeds. It's going to make you, it's going to be a public safety concern. So that's that's what this all boils down to, Matt, is that they are convinced that they are saving the public from safety issues by basically supporting something that keeps the black market open. No, they have, to- they've validated, they have rationalized to themselves that they are doing that. That is absolutely not what they're doing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So they keep on rationalizing and keep on rationalizing to the point where, so the city council opens their meeting by saying, we feel harassed. There's something more sinister going on. Or something like to that effect. Yeah. And that makes us in turn think, or at least a free thinking person like myself think, well, okay, so they feel harassed by us. So what's in it for them by keeping this going? Do they have something more sinister? Do they have constituents that's being benefited and collecting handover? How deep does it go? You know, like where where does this rabbit hole end? And do they have family members that are in the black market? Do they have cousins? Do they have a, you know, is there an attorney? What what is it? What's... What's happening to make this continue down the the uh, down the road of uh, of uh, stupidity? And, if you figure and, uh, that out, you can work around it with them and be like, "All right, I understand that you need to burn witches like on the eighth full moon of every month or whatever." So we're gonna go ahead and let you do that, but we're gonna need to go ahead and open up our pot shops. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, what is? Yeah, you got to find that thing that they yeah. are hiding, and then be like, yeah. all right, let's bargain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe in my heart of hearts, if enough digging were to be done, we would probably find it. But 
it shouldn't take that. It shouldn't. That's time taken away from what you should be doing, which is getting people medicine and, and working, you know. Also, we have one attorney defending us. The city has not one, not two, but three attorneys keeping this going. One of them is the city attorney. The other one is a local attorney, and the other one is from the Tri-Cities. Is that a conflict of interest? Can the city attorney represent the city against the city? (laughs) Like, that's a weird... I don't know about law, per se, but that doesn't sound legit to me. Sounds pretty interesting, doesn't it? Wow. So, I... and, And... So you know for a fact that the Tri-Cities attorney isn't cheap, and you also know for a fact that our taxpaying dollars, money that I've put in, is going to the fund to keep me out of a job. Yeah. You do realize that's that actually, it, That's insanity. The definition yeah, so of... My hard-earned taxpaying <laughs> dollars is going towards keeping me out of a job. It's just, uh, it's, and one step, one, one step further than that, your unemployment that the city is paying you is going a portion of that back to the city to help the city fight against you like that. Right. Because I have to take blows my 8%. mind. Yeah, I have. So I get to take an eight or a, I take a, a pay cut down to eighty percent of what I was making, and then ten percent of what I was making goes towards taxes, and a portion of that has to go towards keeping me out of a job. It's just the whole thing just turns into one ginormous cluster F is what it turns into. Yeah. Well, Hey, it's been a great discussion. We're definitely, I want to like check in with you ever now. And again, we'll stay, stay connected on, on uh, the social media and everything and uh, keep, keep happening. Seeing what's going to happen. What's the next, you guys have like another meeting or like, what is the next thing we can expect to hear about from you? Very next thing for us, July 13th is the next city council meeting. We're trying to think of what is going to be the best approach to go and attend that meeting with what kind of presentation or what kind of whatever it is. All I can say is that if you're listening to this and you're in our area, what we have been doing doesn't work. So if you're just going to go down there and wear your uh, subversive uh, attire or hold up your signs that are pro-cannabis, Whatever that is, whether it be a Guy Fox mask or your, you know, marijuana is less dangerous than city council or whatever that is. Those are all awesome and they're all very much so appreciated. <clears throat> I can tell you unequivocally after I attended the last meeting, those are no longer helping us. So at the next meeting, come prepared with something else. That's all I can think to tell you. And I will be in contact with you via Free the Choice podcast on some ideas between now and the 13th. But city council... July 13th is the next thing that we got going on. And then we have a rally that we want to coordinate, but there'll be more information as the details start to uh, shape up for that as well. And that's all on facebook.com slash free the choice. And we'll have links to that in the show notes at hobbitspodcast.com. So good stuff. Hey, uh, do you got a few minutes? There was a few uh, just real quick news stuff I wanted to talk about that are weed related. Um, There was an interesting article on Cannabis Now uh, about the labels on edibles and how nothing seems to be getting labeled correctly. Now, whether this is the labs having a flawed protocol or if this is just people slapping numbers on it. I I saw something in there that said some of these uh, labs that do this kind of consulting, 
they don't have equipment per se, so they just kind of guess at what they think it is. Maybe they eat the sample. I don't know. So a lot of uh, problems. And uh, so there was a study that came out in uh, the Journal of American Medicine. Uh, and these guys, uh, they looked in California and Washington, uh, they, and they, they said in the study that, like, we didn't look at every medical state. What we looked at were the largest medical markets, and that's California, Washington, Oregon. Um, so what they looked at was uh, in Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and they found that 23% had undervalued the potency of what was labeled. 17% had accurate labels, which leaves 60% that had overvalued. And they said this was interesting. If you were in the Seattle area your edibles were more likely to be more potent than what the label said. And if you were in the L.A. area, your edibles were found to be less potent than what the label said, which is, is That is a big problem both ways. It is, actually. definitely. And, I mean, I, I have a pretty good tolerance. Like, it takes a lot of edibles, a lot of milligrams in the edibles to really, like, make me fall asleep. But a lot of people don't. And what <laughs> they found one, and this is, this is the most, uh, it contained 1.2 grams. Now, 1,200 milligrams is what was in this one edible that was labeled as saying that it had 200? 1,200 okay. is offer- different than 200. <laughs> Brent, to just give you a baseline, we offered uh, products that were – we had cookies and brownies um, that were 10 milligrams apiece. So just to give you a baseline of how off that is. Well, and so in Washington, I'm, your your edibles can only be in 10 milligram doses. So yeah. you're yeah. – you're, and those are packaged. Like I had a – they were choco something. They were white chocolate infused. They were so amazing. But you open the bag and there's like seven or eight in the bag. But then each one of those is in its own bag. Which is, I mean, that's another problem with packaging and how Washington yeah. wants to be as careful as they can. I understand that, but it, it's funny to see like this this yeah, thing in a bag, yeah, <laughs> a bag in a bag with you know eighty milligrams, but divided up into ten per eight pieces. Per, you know, yeah, which that does make sense. But yeah, twelve hundred milligrams yeah. per—that's a problem. That, I mean, that would knock you and I out. I mean, yeah. if we split that, that would knock 12, you and I but out. That's, 1.2 grams. That is a gram of dab, but pure TH, like 1,200 milligrams. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, they That's said their their yeah. team found an edible that was labeled as having 200 milligrams, and it only had two milligrams in it. Which That's is, a problem, too. You know, so it could go either way. You think you're getting 200 milligrams, and so you nibble at it very carefully because you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to F myself up. And then you this, don't you feel anything. You get no benefit out of it at all. And that's the stuff you would expect to deal with in a non-market. Like, oh, my friend made these eat a little bit because I don't know what's in it. We put half a pound of weed in it, so who knows? (laughs) But these are markets. Like, these markets need to have – and I'm the last person to talk about more government regulation, but we need to have a set of standards between the labs and the the markets that are, you know – 
here's how this is going to work to ensure, yeah. you know, like best practices, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, see, and I don't know uh, as far as uh, definition-wise and legality-wise what the difference is between a standard and a regulation, but I couldn't agree more. The more we can standardize everything and just make it this is what it is, what it is, what it is, the better. I think what it is is that we have such a negative association with regulation because – of how yeah. corrupt yeah. our government is. Regulation shouldn't be a bad thing. Regulation should be, here's how we've all decided that this is the best way to do this. And if one yeah. person is getting 200 milligrams and one person is getting 1,200 milligrams, and of course that is the like most extreme case. That wasn't common, and you know, don't freak out that there's all these edibles have you know 1,200 milligrams. That was one. Mm-hmm you know, uh, appalling case. Most of them were just a little off one way or the other, but still, if a lab is doing this, you shouldn't be off at all. Like these should be, here is how much is in this. You don't get like an 80 milligram oxy that's got 250 milligrams of oxycodone in it, right? You're going to die. Right. And luckily for people, marijuana isn't something that can have that effect and kill you. If anything, you're just going to fall asleep for eight hours and wake up like what happened? <laughs> yeah. I, why is it freaking Friday morning? Yeah, now? I took the Wednesday night after the Hot Box podcast. <laughs> but that's still no excuse to have things mislabeled. So I, I definitely agree with with the study here, and I'll, I'll have links to it in the show notes uh, on hotboxpodcast.com. You can check it out, and the the link if you're into the actual study, uh, you can read it. So. Pretty interesting stuff, though, and as this becomes more pervasive, yeah. you're going to need some sort of, like, let's get these plus or minus two milligrams, or five, yeah. not <laughs> 500. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Well, and honestly, you go grab an Oxycontin or even a aspirin off the shelf, and it says... This is accurate within two to four months. <laughs> May well, have well, between. <laughs> but uh, one thing I can tell you that uh, that we encountered was, and I'm not exactly sure what the strain was. All I know is that the strain reported of was reported as having 41% THC. I don't care how hard or how awesome. I'm going to say that's impossible. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how hard you work. I don't care how freaking awesome you are at producing flowers. There is not a plant in existence that can produce over 30% THC. It just can't be done. Um, Go ahead and feel free to defy me if you'd like. But as far as my understanding, it just can't be done. And it turns out what actually ended up happening was whoever did the labeling on that strain was dyslexic. Exactly Uh, with 14. mm, Makes sense. Or what what I've noticed too, and uh, I've been doing a lot of weed reviews over on Mm -hmm. stuffstonerslike.com, they'll have the different percentages of the different cannabinoids that are in there, but then they'll add them all together and that will be the percentage that's in bold. So, and it's not just THC and THCA and you should have it all one or the other, but they're adding THC, THCA, CBG, CBD, CBA, whatever else shows up in there, adding it all together and then making that bold. Like that's your THC content when that's your everything content content. and it's not mislabeling, but it is misleading. It's shady. What we had was we had, it was a, Every distributor that we got with, we had THCA, I think, was usually listed first. 
then the THC, then the CBDs, and then after all that, it said total of, and then it would say whatever the content was for right. the total of all of that. So we would make sure to point out, all right, well, if you're after this just to get high, you want this one. We'll point out, all right, here's THCA. You're wanting that. Oh, you're wanting this for medicine? Here's our highest CBDs we got. And, you know, we would kind of base it that way. So I just would, actually finished up one on a skunk haze. That is, yeah. a, it's the CBD skunk haze, though. So uh, the, the internet lore said that uh, back in 2012, I believe, this group in, uh, I think, Amsterdam. I might be wrong on where, but they were called the CBD crew. And they got together with this seed company and they created this strain of skunk haze that is... It theirs was equal, so it was like eight percent, eight percent of THC wow. CBD. The one I have, assuming the the numbers are correct, and I don't, I don't have enough to actually get it analyzed now, but it it's eleven and seven, which is cool. It's more CBD than THC, so that's great. And, yeah, and that's great for people with like you know that are sick and whatnot. That's what yeah. people are. And they have a bunch of epilepsy. That's what they're looking for is the CBDs. Oh yeah, definitely. And for pain and not like getting, you know, completely couch locked, it, it's good. But it's oh, yeah. interesting that there was a group doing like phenotype cloning, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure exactly how they were doing it, but making CBD versions of regular strains. Like a skunk wow. haze is regular, just a, a THC strain. So they took it and bred into it, you know, this CBD, uh, I guess, branch of the the skunk whatever skunk one they were using or something and uh yeah over years they came out with this high version in cbd of this good you know thc plant which is, is really cool but yeah it definitely uh check i'll have those up on uh stuff people can check those out and then uh, the other thing I want to mention before we wrap this up uh is not only are people having some labeling problems but also somewhat of a pesticide issue so yeah and uh, the problem is not so much that pesticides are being used i mean that obviously that's a problem you got to cut bugs down and everything though if you want decent weed but it's that some of these pesticides leave behind certain things in the plant that when they are heated (laughs) become not good for people so Sure. They and there was a list uh, in May. Colorado had their Department of Agriculture release a list of pesticides and fungicides that you can use in growing your cannabis. Uh, and then after that, Washington followed suit with their list. Um, but they say that the, these lists they only focus on natural pesticides, things like cinnamon oil, garlic, and they don't provide a lot of info about any kind of potential long term effects that these synthetic pesticides on a crop that you're not eating, but you're actually adding heat to, and then you're inhaling it. And so that's completely different than pesticides used on corn that you ingest because you're eating it. And that's a different process than smoking it. So goes to a different area. Yeah, definitely. uh, They had a a chemistry PhD from the workshop. Uh, His name was Jeffrey Raber. They said, quote, you can consume a large amount of pesticides from the plant by smoking it. Uh, and they published a study here that has, you know, the effects of pesticides on marijuana and they found up to 70% of pesticide residues on the weed. It could be ingested through smoking. So yeah, that's a problem. It it is. And the problem is we don't know what kind of problem it's going to turn into. So yeah, yeah, exactly. What's uh, what were on the, uh, some of the approved ones? 
Uh, they, let's see, there, there's a link to a list of it on toxicfreenc.org, and I'll, I'll put a link to these. Uh, and these are ones that they're showing uh, pesticides commonly used on tobacco. So okay. probably a lot of those would be the same, but again, it's a different plant also. So, yeah. you know, who knows what it's doing, at least like at the cellular level with, with, any of the terpenes or cannabinoids that are in in weed yeah. it's very different than than other plants so and again he goes on uh the the researcher states that you know if you're using this for medical like that is completely unacceptable basically right, yeah. like you i mean come on you don't see that in like you were saying your tylenol may contain between one and one thousand milligrams of active ingredient like that Ooh. that's not medical may or may not have pesticide on it. <laughs> and before, I mean, nobody knew, right? You couldn't research this because the scheduling, because of the federal government and all that. So we will start to see this stuff. I would say for now to play it safe, just, you know, try and find stuff that doesn't have yeah. pesticides. And I run yeah. across it in the recreational market. It'll say like Azamax, I think is one that they use. And it'll say it on the label, which at least it lets you know. I don't know if yeah. they have to or if some farms just do. So again, I didn't they do. I yeah. had a friend of mine that ran into some spider mite problems before he flipped a flower, fortunately. But uh, he ended up having to put Avid on his. Avid or neem oil or I mean yeah. it depends. It depends how bad the infestation is. And I, I'm not a grower at all. I'm I don't do any of that. So I'm really not the person to, to speak on that. But from what I've seen people do, like that's it's either that or flood it with nitrogen or it it just it depends. And people in Oregon that I've talked to said that the more people get into this and there are checks happening they're not being clean about going from grow to grow about changing or getting in clean suits. And it sounds like overkill, but it takes like one mite yeah. to get on you. You don't even know it's there. You go into the next grow and just like that. Now there's two infestations. And then that yeah. it's not just like contained to the grows. Those will go outside and eat your trees and shit. Like that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, those will move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. My friend was saying that he thinks that his dog might have actually been the culprit, brought it in from outside possibly. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's old school, like, yeah, my dog's in the grow and stuff, but if you're producing for any kind of medical and even recreational, like, we should not have animals in our grows. I mean, keep yeah, it clean. Exactly. should definitely yeah. keep it clean, for sure. Definitely, yeah. So, and there, again, just saying clear regulations would make it easier to distinguish uh, between growers that stick to natural pesticides and those who prefer the synthetic sprays. And they say that just like pesticide restrictions, the regulations surrounding organic labeling is done at the federal level. Since you can't grow marijuana legally, you can't grow organic marijuana either. Uh, and they say, for now, growers and researchers were pleased to see some attempts at guidelines from the state level and hope a federal change is on the horizon, either legalizing marijuana or relaxing the rules so the EPA can at least weigh in on how the crop is grown. So that's a good idea. It'll be I interesting. Agree with that. And I'll, I'll put links uh, in the show. It's still whole articles there. You can read them. Uh, pretty interesting stuff, especially the study. So it's good that studies are happening and getting funded and not just studies that are like, well, we're going to try and prove how bad this is for you. Cause back in the day, that's all that would get funded. So yep. Yep. it's good to see. All right. Well, Nathan, thank you for your time, man. I hope things start going more positively there.
And if not, you might have to move, and that sucks. But if people see yeah. a mass exodus, then you're going to have a ghost town there. And then when they finish living, you can go back and reclaim, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that sucks, but... Yeah, it does. It does suck. It sucks, but the thing is, is that we won this fight. We'll win it again. We must prevail. Just yes. like they feel they're on the right side, you are actually on the right side because we have science yeah. and evidence. In actuality, two different things. So, yes, yeah. we did abyss once once upon a time. Yes, we can abyss once again. So we'll exactly. do it. We can do it. We will do it. We have to. It's, I'm, otherwise, I'm going to be screwed into doing something I hate again. And I literally don't make decisions to have to go back and change them. So yeah. let's do this, folks. Don't make me have to go back on the word. <laughs> That's right. And please, Montana, legalize pot so I can go home. Fuck. I mean, I, I like Washington. It's nice, but my home is in Montana. Come on. Yeah. That's all. So yeah. uh, facebook.com slash through the choice. We'll uh, be keeping an eye on that following you. Uh, so thank you, Nathan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate it. Stay well, man. All right, and uh, of course, the winner of her box, Dan, will get that sent out to you. Email info at hotboxpodcast.com. And if everyone else wants a her box, they are pretty cool. Mine's in the living room because it's awesome. I don't keep it in here, but uh, check out herbox.com, H E R B B O X X.com. And of course, make sure to follow what Nathan's doing over there on facebook.com slash free the choice. I uh, got a new review up on the Nectar Collector. This thing's pretty cool. It's like a handheld... Uh, I wish I had... I don't have any of this stuff in here, but it's on stuffsnarslike.com, so check it out. There's a video I made uh, showing how to use it. It's basically a handheld dabber, and you have a glass dish, and you heat the tip up, and then you pull like a straw. It's really cool, so uh, check that out. Uh, there's a review of the Quartz Castle. Uh, it's a little quartz borosilicate uh, nail, basically, so I tried that out. Still haven't cracked it yet. So I, I am impressed. It is actual pure quartz. So good stuff. Uh, and then a bunch of good weed reviews all over on StuffStarsLike.com. Uh, check out links to everything we talked about here in the show notes at HotBoxPodcast.com. Subscribe on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We got Facebook, Google+, all that stuff. So make sure you follow us. Follow the Instagram. All sorts of pictures of uh, weed and fun stuff like that. So, All right. Well, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Have a great evening. If you like you weed, like this weed, is where, this is where you, you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.